Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Agents of Mace. And it's time. We're finally talking Spider-Man No Way Home. It's out. It's amazing. There's so much to talk about, both for the movie itself and for what future it is leading us into. So uh, we'll kick it off like every episode and do our kind of first thoughts after seeing the movie um i'll let one of you kick it off go look you look like you have thoughts (laughs) i always have thoughts (laughs) i always have thoughts i mean we can go we can go real on this thing uh so much fun uh this has been this has been one of those this is the weird year for movie, like movie theater experiences, I should say, versus last year. It's like last year, I go to the movies and it was just me every time because <laughs> no one wanted to get out, and that mm-hmm. was like the benefit. Whereas this year, it's all it's just been an annoyance to go to the movie theaters because like people just want to talk and play on their phones, but not this time. This time <laughs> was like special because this time it was just like cheering and screaming and standing up all throughout the movie like everyone just getting into it and it was so much fun so that being said yes uh great experience really enjoyed this film definitely high on my list um is it a perfect film no there's definitely some flaws we can get into that for sure but as a whole if you look at this just kind of like as a whole as a spider-man movie i think this hits the right spot like so many things so many solid things Absolutely. How about you, Elisa? Uh, I think it's the second best Spider-Man movie ever. All right. What's your What's the first? <laughs> uh, still Spider Verse. I had okay. to I had to process it, think through yeah. it, and I concluded that from a technical aspect, and also just from the absolute shock and glee that I felt watching Spider Verse for the first time because it was so <laughs> so good. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like, okay, well this one this one comes in behind that, mm-hmm. and. I'm also, I'm very cognizant of the fact that this one is only allowed to be so good because we had all these other films leading up to it. 
Like it's, uh, as I say, standing on the shoulders of giants. Mm-hmm. So it's able to be good kind of in that way that uh, Infinity War and Endgame were, where they had already laid the groundwork for so much of what was happening. So we kind of got to go right in, you know, like we said last week, all killer, no filler. <laughs> <laughs> Except there was some filler and it was very, very good. <laughs> Stuff that could have easily been taken out, but it was just... Uh, so much fun for us as fans to get those scenes, and I'm sure that we're going to talk about them uh, later, but it, definitely the best movie experience I've had this year, um, and the best one that I've had in a really long time, because it was the first time uh, in forever that I've left a theater thinking, I can't wait to go back and rewatch this movie. Yeah. So those are my thoughts. <laughs> I, I definitely agree. I will say that I enjoyed the few movies that we went to see in theaters where there like weren't that many people in the theater. Um, this time we ended up sitting like kind of close to the screen down on like the floor mm-hmm. level and all the way on the left. Mm-hmm. And that didn't really bother me. Mm-hmm. Like I was, I still really enjoyed the movie but man, oh man, every time people clapped or screamed or laughed like crazy loud, all I could think was, be quiet. Stop <laughs> ruining the movie experience for me. Especially because the stuff that they like screamed about was like, I mean, we knew that was going to happen. Like I get, I get yeah. being so excited that you see another spider-man that you have to clap and shout but at the same time it's like yeah but we knew that they were in the movie right like nobody was still like oh no they're not in it like so so listeners we've already gotten into it (laughs) this we should have warned you this will probably be spoilers overload (laughs) well i just said spider-man uh you know Mm, yeah Peter, Peter Parker is in this movie. This this is one of those this is one of those things where like everyone's asking me like oh man how is it and I just say amazing and it's hard like because even I feel like when I stop I, after I say it I stop and I'm like man I could, that if you really look into that it's kind of like a spoiler mm-hmm. too. Well, yeah, I feel like this is <laughs> this is a lot like uh, a lot like the most recent Star Wars movies, right? Like you can't really talk about it without sort of giving away Mm -hmm. what happens Mm -hmm. so yes this will be a spoiler heavy episode (laughs) so if you haven't seen spider-man definitely go see it i think for my spoilerless review like quick first thoughts i loved it i thought it was great i thought it was a lot of fun i agree with what you said elisa where like there was some filler that we could have done without but at the same time, I don't think it like ruined the movie that it was in there. Um, I think overall, it was like a fun movie that took you on a roller coaster of hmm. haha and boohoo, like yeah. over and over. <laughs> so uh, I'm excited to to kind of jump in and uh, and go for it. <laughs> Where do you want to start? Because this be a longish episode yeah i guess let's just kind of start at the top um i feel like the first 15 minutes of the movie maybe are kind of easy to to gloss over uh not that it Mm -hmm. was like 
unimportant or not needed, but it's just kind of compared to the rest of the movie, the first 15 to 20 minutes are basic. Like Mm -hmm. it's it's picking up where the last one left off with everyone knowing that Peter Parker is Spider-Man. I guess specifically we should say where the far from home extra credit scene. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Left off. Um, I got to throw this out there real quick. How many movies have we been through and people still get up and leave? I just don't get it. Like, because I, I, I'm just like, I'm curious like now. Hour. Right? I'm like, how many people are sitting there like, wait, did I just miss something? Like, mm-hmm. how did this just happen? Mm-hmm. I mean, they kind of set it up to where like, if you didn't see that extra scene, like, yeah, you know, but it's like, uh, I'm curious to see how many people are like, wait, did I just miss something? I mean, I think most of the theater cleared out as soon as the credits started for this mm-hmm. one, like once, once the movie yeah. ended and the credits started, people started filing out and I was like, you know that there's two more scenes yeah. at least. I, like, well, I'd say, I'd say everyone stayed for the mid credit scene and then like 90% left. Yeah. It's like, yeah. you know that there's something else. Like they do it to us every anyway. time. <laughs> well, yeah, before we get there, the movie, uh, so it kind of picks up, where that movie's Mm -hmm. in credit scene left off. Um, And everybody knows who Peter Parker is. I thought it was interesting. Uh, I watched a little like mini review after watching the movie and something that like I didn't notice, but like kudos to the team that did it. The people standing behind MJ Mm-hmm. are wearing they're not exactly the same people i don't think but they're they're extras wearing the same clothes as the people that were standing behind her in that in credit scene and i was like <laughs> what a level of detail but having said that in the in credit scene she doesn't have the necklace on and in this she has the necklace on so i was like what a weird uh, thing to like you guys went so far to make sure that the people were standing in the same spots wearing the same thing behind her but then you adjusted her wardrobe. Like, <laughs> that was kind of weird. But I understand why she's wearing it. It's an important thing for Peter. And it, later in the movie, it will have some significance, I think. Um, um, the first few minutes of the movie are really just a showcase for the leads. They mm-hmm. have got such incredible chemistry, especially for being like, they're so young compared with all the other actors who are uh, in this movie and in the MCU really as a whole. But I guess that kind of happens when, first of all, it's cast appropriately and also when they've had several films together to kind of work out uh, how these three characters are going to relate to one another. They're just... Right. It's very, very good. I'm going to adopt them all as my adult children. <laughs> uh, well, yeah. you know... I feel like that for most of the Marvel properties, though. Like, I feel like they've done such a good job at cultivating talent that is going to, like, not only fit the role, but, like, fit the role so well that, like, from now on, and even in this movie, there were times where I was like, man, who could ever follow this up? Like, if they ever recast this, how, like, whoever's recast is going to have a difficult time. Mm Mm-hmm. 
yeah, standing and like people out. who aren't people who aren't team players, like actors who aren't, do not stay in this franchise. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like yeah. Ed Norton, Terrence <laughs> Howard, mm-hmm. you're gone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They want people that are going to stick around and love the role. Um, and speaking of people sticking around and loving their roles, uh, so basically everyone knows Peter Parker Spider Man, so he rushes home. And is trying to explain to Happy and Aunt May, who have just broken up, by the way. Um, (laughs) He's trying to explain to them the situation without them hearing it first. Uh, And then there's kind of like a a gap in time that I don't really know how long that gap is. Um, like, Like he goes to school, like he has to go back to school and Flash is being Flash and wrote a book about how they're best friends, even though they're not. And basically they get to a point where all of a sudden they're being raided by the FBI. And it seems like we're supposed to think that maybe like a couple months has gone by or some, I'm not really sure what the, to the time gap is from when, mm-hmm everyone finds out he's Peter Parker to all of a sudden they all are being questioned by was the DOD, not DOD. That's a real thing. DDOC. <laughs> yeah. Something like that. Yeah. The damage, DCOD. damage control damage, division or DCOD. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, it, but I don't, I didn't really, I couldn't figure out what the, the gap there was. Cause it was kind of like we got a montage almost of, Mm-hmm. things kind of spiraling out of control and i get it like that that wasn't the most important thing in this movie that was just kind of like trying to get us to a point where then the movie could actually start so but i did think that that was interesting only because we are kind of trying to figure out where this movie fits with hawkeye since they're in the same place mm-hmm. uh, and it's relatively the same time um I feel like we get a couple scenes in this movie that seem like they would tie this movie and Hawkeye together as far as like time. But we really haven't seen anything in Hawkeye other than yeah. the mention of the new statue and right. Rogers. Yeah, I felt a lot of that could have been done a little bit better because now I'm just generally confused because of like what's mentioned in Hawkeye and then what we see here and then it's like basically the very end of this it's christmas time mm-hmm. but it's like the new statue is more or less destroyed mm-hmm. and then you go into hawkeye it's in christmas time and yelena's saying i want to go visit the new statue so i'm like what how does mm-hmm. yeah like that didn't make any sense this does seem like most of the action takes place like really early in november and then it jumps oh. ahead at the end to being christmas and like hawkeye takes place like the week of christmas like it's really really close to right. the actual holiday right and I was trying to think uh, during the scene where they're at the Statue of Liberty, not to get too far ahead of ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, it looks like most of the damage was that the shield fell mm-hmm. and yeah. the statue itself didn't get that much. So maybe it's just that they're like, I guess we got to put this back where it goes yeah. and it's done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I could see them doing that. It was just like, but even so, like at the end when it pans around the statue again, the, the shield isn't there. So that's what was throwing me. So like, but yeah, <laughs> maybe the they they're rebuilding it. I don't know. 
Yeah, I, I think there are, there are a few things in this movie that don't quite line up with where they should. Um, but a major one, uh, after talking with my fiance after the movie, we kind of have a theory going. So mm-hmm. we'll, we'll talk about that when we get there. But basically, Peter needs a lawyer. And <laughs> he not only gets the lawyer of lawyers, but... We talked about who we think the lawyer is, and if you'll notice, the scene that was in the trailer is not in the movie, where the lawyer comes in and speaks with him in the interrogation room. I thought that was interesting because we talked about so much, like who do we think that person in the white suit or the white shirt is, and then that scene never happened, but then we get an even better scene i guess mm-hmm. where i don't know if we want to call him charlie cox or we want to call him matt murdoch but he walks <laughs> in and sits down and it's here it's yeah. official mcu canon daredevil is a part of the mcu and not just any daredevil but the netflix marvel series daredevil so this is huge because now we have two characters from that series with the potential for more to yeah. be pulled over from that universe. Where are we going? I was very, <laughs> yeah, right. Very surprised by that moment. I mean, I thought that was incredible and it, and it fits and it makes sense. Um, you know, if they took daredevil out of it, I would still be fine with no way home. Like mm-hmm. it's, it was just one of those things like, yeah, that, that's a great nod. Um, I still think he could show up in Hawkeye potentially. Um, even at this point, Spider-Man could show up in Hawkeye. Yeah. Yeah. Like there's no telling what will happen in the finale, but yeah, no, that was, that was the first big moment where people were cheering and mm-hmm. clapping. And it was funny when the, mm-hmm. so a rock flies through the window or a brick flies through the window yeah. and, and he, catches he catches it from behind him. And I just love Peter's like, Peter's just like, hey, how'd you do that? You? <laughs> He's like, I'm a very good lawyer. I was like, oh, that was really good. <laughs> My theater did not have like cheers at that point, but somebody loudly gasped. Oh. Yeah, somebody goes, <gasps> <laughs> and I thought that was really funny. And even Mason was like, what? <laughs> what is it? I'm like, it's terrible. I would have been like, have you not been watching Hawkeye Man? <laughs> yeah, yeah. He has not. <laughs> uh, but that was our that was our first big moment. I think it's funny because the the air quotes big moments, like the mind blowing moments from this movie, were all things that we've kind of talked about <laughs> expecting yeah. to be in this movie. So for me, when I saw him sit down, it was more like validation that yeah, we were like, yeah, yeah, we, yeah. we said yeah. that he was going to be in it. He's in it. As opposed to like, oh my gosh, he's in it. It's like, yeah, we, yeah, we could we could have guessed that he was in this, um, but it was still one where yeah, there's just there's just one where it's validation, but at the same time, it's like, wait, what are they doing? Yeah, yeah, but it it was <laughs> it was exciting to see. Um, so kind of moving forward in the story, uh, well, I did want to do a quick callback. Someone said, do a flip. Uh, when Peter was walking into school and I was like, is this like the new funny Spider-Man thing they're going to throw into every Spider-Man movie? Is somebody yelling, do a flip? 
Um, but I did want to mention that this storyline uh, is loosely based on a comic storyline called Spider-Man mm-hmm. One More Day, um, mm-hmm. where he tries to get Doctor Strange to cast a spell to make everyone forget that Peter Parker is Spider-Man. What ends up happening in the comic is that he meets this little girl who has magical powers. She helps him. She casts the spell. Turns out little girl's Mephisto. Everything goes wrong. Now, this is something that we talked about a while ago when the trailer first came out. Uh, I have thought sort of from the beginning that Doctor Strange is not Doctor Strange and it's Mephisto. I think it's weird that they kind of just blow over that the fact that Sanctum Santorum is covered in snow and ice. And they're just like, oh, one of the doors opened and the blizzard came in. It just doesn't feel quite right. I don't know. Yeah. I think this Doctor Strange is a little more carefree than we've seen Doctor Strange in the past. I do want to say that in this moment, for the first half of the movie, I think that maybe it is Doctor Strange. And maybe he's a little bitter because he blipped for five years, so he's no longer the Sorcerer Supreme that is now Wong, which I thought was interesting. Um, So maybe he's a little bitter. He's carrying around his don't give a fox mug. Um, I mean, he's been dead for five years. What has he got left to give a fox about? Yeah, yeah. So I think he's a little he's a little more loosey-goosey, but he's also still Doctor Strange. Like, he tells Peter, you know, even though he agrees to help him cast the spell, he's like, stop trying to change the spell. This isn't a joke. Like, this could go terribly, terribly wrong. Mm-hmm. It's interesting that he, A, says when he's casting the spell that Peter tried to change it six times when Peter only changed it five times. So mm-hmm. I don't know if he, if it was just like Doctor Strange doing bad math or maybe Doctor Strange threw in a change of his own mm. and that made it six. I don't know, but... Or maybe there was something cut. Yeah, it could, and that could very, that could very yeah. well be. Um, Poor editing, y'all. <laughs> but that was kind of interesting to me, and then the fact that he puts it in that—it's a five by five cube or something, or something. Yeah. Ge- geometric shape because of the five changes. I don't know. Mm-hmm. That was something weird that I saw. That I was like, oh, okay, that's like a deep detail. Um, but that's the same sort of thing that happens in uh, the What If series to mm-hmm. the evil Doctor Strange. He gets put in like a little geometric box. So I yeah. thought that that was kind of cool. I was like, oh. yeah, oh, there were <clears throat> like the few people that did stay for for everything. There, there was I did overhear some people speculating like, oh, that this looks like just like What If. Like maybe this is how they're going to tie those together. Mm. Eh, maybe. Uh, yeah, I kind of feel like what if's going to be its own. I feel like it's going to be its own. Yeah. Mm-hmm. More just fun. Um, I think that 
Oh, go ahead, Luke. No, no, no. Go ahead. You go ahead. Um, all I was going to say is I think that if uh, Strange was Mephisto, they would have revealed it in the movie. Um, just like they did with uh, the scroll being Nick Fury in the last one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think that Sweatpants Strange lives. <laughs> <laughs> and that's all that I wanted. <laughs> oh, that's funny. I, I, do, I do have... Not really a theory, but I do have an interesting thought around Mephisto and what they could do, which could be really, really fascinating. But before we even get to that, um, Wong needs his own movie. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm just going to say right now, He's like, just on, off on side this, this was one of the frustrations <laughs> I had. It's like, okay, here's Wong, he, busy guy. Oh, anti-Sorcerer Supreme. Mm-hmm. What all does a Sorcerer Supreme do? Like, why is he so busy? What is he doing? Mm-hmm. He needs a solo film. <laughs> we really need to follow him to see what he's up to because there's just moments where it's like he should know. Like, feel I feel like at that kind of level of power, you got to know like when you need to be butting in and like saying no, you don't do that. Right. And right. Um, that's why like Doctor Strange just felt so weird. He felt very plastic mm-hmm. through a lot of the movie, even his appearance. Mm-hmm. There's so much about him that looked fake and plastic. And I just wasn't buying that in some points. So I have a I have a rather large theory about it, but it doesn't really come into play until later in the movie. So I'll kind of mm-hmm. leave it yeah, until yeah. we get there. But I agree. And, and since this is post blip, I mean Shang Chi has happened, right? And because I think in this they mention somebody mentions what happened in San Francisco. Um. One of the damage control people, I think. Mm. Uh, so it's like, okay, so Shang-Chi has happened. And then that means that Wong has been the Sorcerer Supreme the whole time that he was like training Abomination and fighting in a fighting pit. So it's like, and talking to Shang-Chi about the ring. So it's like, yeah, what is what is he up to? What is Wong doing and is yeah. he going to play a bigger role in maybe Doctor Strange or is it sort of building him up to his own thing? Like, I don't yeah. know. I don't really know what... Seeing the list of all the movies that they have set and shows that they have set coming out, it's hard to place certain people that they're giving bigger roles in the overall universe, it's like, where are they going to fit in here? Like, why isn't there a Sorcerer Supreme Wong movie? Mm-hmm. But they know what they're doing. They'll blow our minds in two years when all of this pays off. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, we're kind of moving a little bit forward. So the spell goes wrong. Uh, Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Peter Parker's upset that... He and his friends aren't getting into any college and they're not getting into any college because they're friends with Peter Parker. So he decides he's going to go stop uh, the admissions officer lady and plead their case to her as she's driving to the airport. So he's, you know, classic Spider-Man basically (laughs) runs through traffic to the side of her car and knocks on the window. And then they get attacked by our first villain from the dead if you will um dr otto octavius and he climbs out and he starts fighting peter and it's a really exciting fight um and 
we get to see the nano suit in action, which is always fun. I always like when they, I mean, it doesn't make any sense at all, but I always <laughs> like when parts of the suit just like move to other parts of their bodies. Um, so basically Peter's chest piece gets ripped off and then the head piece scuttles down to his, to cover his chest. So his head is exposed and Otto is like, you're not Peter Parker. And it's the first moment where everyone is like, what's going on? Like, what is happening? How are you here? Why are you here? I thought it was interesting that all of the villains kind of sprout up in different places. But for some reason here, it's like Otto's here. In the little bit of confusion, all of a sudden the goblin is here as well. Green Goblin. And so it's like, did they both come through at the same point? Or were they spread out? I mean, I guess Sandman and Electro came in relatively the same area, but they're from different universes, so it's right. It's weird how <clears throat> that all worked. Yeah, that some of that didn't make. It's just kind of. It's just one of the things you just got to go with it. Yeah, they're, like, okay. they're here now. <laughs> so to rewind just a little bit, because this this is another reason. This is like one of the big things. Like I just want to go back and rewatch and pause. But it's like when basically this multiverse is opening, you can kind of see like things that are like there. Mm-hmm. So like initially, like dead center, you see lizard. Mm-hmm. Was anyone else on the screen at that time? Did any either of you catch anyone else? The only other one that I saw was it looked like maybe Doc Ock. There was like a semi-human shape and it had like some mm-hmm. light beams coming up on both sides and down below. So it's like maybe that's what that was. I was mm-hmm. really hoping for somebody else mm-hmm. because I already knew. I was like, well, Doc Ock's in this and Wizard's yeah. in this. So yeah, kind of sucks yeah. that we just saw it's two just people like that right... we were already going to see. Yeah. It's like dead center screen. You just kind of see the lizard figure, and mm-hmm. that's all my eyes could focus on at the time. And it also happens so fast. Yeah, it is really quick. Like don't really, you don't really have time to kind of glance around the screen to see if you see the figure of anyone else. Mm-hmm. We need to find a movie theater with a pause button. Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, so so we, we do see that. And then I love the little, you know, the, the initial conversation with Doc Ock and Spidey because... He's just like, hello, Peter. And he's like, do I know you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, I, I don't think know what you're talking about, man. Like, what's there, going on? There are so many moments. There's so many tense moments in this movie mm-hmm. that are followed up by comedy moments mm-hmm. that uh, I know some people don't enjoy that, right? Some people want mm-hmm. either comedy or drama or like more of a equal give and take. I don't know. But I really enjoy it. I think it's what Marvel does best, where they hit you with a yeah. moment where you're like either sad or worried, and then they immediately hit you with like a comedy joke that makes you kind of smirk, and then they hit you with something sad again. So it's like it's like <laughs> this crazy just roller coaster. But I thought this movie did a really good job of like intense moment, comedy mm-hmm. moment, kind of heartwarming moment. Intense moment, comedy moment, heartwarming moment. So it was like, it was a nice roller coaster. Not all ups and downs. There was some middle ground too. I think that the movie 
movie has confirmed my initial theory that the only reason they were featuring Doc Ock in so much of the promo material is just that Molina blabbed because he's not really <laughs> in the movie more than the others. <laughs> yeah, no. I mean, he's, mm-hmm. he has an important role, yeah. which we'll get to, but yeah. I think it's just that he blabbed. A hundred percent. He basically told Peter, hey, there's another you out there, another Spider-Man. But Peter doesn't seem really seem to care. Like, yeah, I need to go find the other spider. Yeah, the other version of me, and and he doesn't mention that to Strange either, because yeah. basically the way that they get away from this fight is Doctor Strange just sort of teleports him and Otto. I keep wanting to call him mm-hmm. Ock, but mm-hmm. <laughs> him and Otto to the dungeon, if you will, mm-hmm. um, where he is already caught Lizard and. Yeah, Peter's just like, oh, this is crazy. And then Strange is like, yeah, there are others that slipped through. But Peter never says, like, oh, he mentioned other Spider-Man. Yeah. Like, no. Um, it's a weird, there's weird a lot thing to hold back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he also, he also says, like, I don't really know how many slipped through. Mm-hmm. You know, we never got a concrete, like, there's three more. You need to go get all three of them. Mm-hmm. Like, for all we know, there could be 20 right. out there. But I do like that he gives him, like, a, it's like a web shooter that shoots <laughs> magic. Teleportation, right? Yeah, teleportation <laughs> power. I don't know. I thought that was cool, though. I was like, oh, this is neat. I was kind of upset in the trailers he has a black suit that has, instead of a Spider-Man logo, it has the Sorcerer mm-hmm. Supreme mm-hmm. Sanctum Santorum logo. And that's not in the movie. But that's on like action figures and yeah. toys from the movie and promo stuff for the movie. I was like, where's that suit? Why? Do, instead, we just get like, oh, he's wearing his suit inside out. So you just see all the wires and stuff. And I was like, oh, this kind of sucks like yeah he has to wear the suit inside out sometimes yeah oh yeah (laughs) just a couple times i i think that the lawyer scene in the trailer was one that they faked to cover for the fact that they had daredevil Mm -hmm. well yeah because they could not have faked that in the trailer (laughs) it was either it was either that or they brought uh, charlie cox in like really late in the process so like oh okay well we've got him let's scrap the old lawyer thing but then hide it because Mm -hmm. you know surprises contract was signed we got two more days let's make this (laughs) hurry up hurry up yeah like whenever they just tacked spider-man into (laughs) a civil war i mean even like there's even the one other big scene, which we'll get to later on, but like everyone called it, and it's just like once you see it, it's just like, yep. Like, mm-hmm. why Why would they choose to put that in a trailer? I don't know. Yeah. Well, it's, it's exciting to see him get this new power, sort of, for his suit. Yeah. But then it is kind of a letdown that he's wearing a suit inside out. But with hair down. Yeah. Let's uh, <laughs> let's get into Electro and Sandman because this was really fascinating. I actually liked what they did with these characters because I saw a lot of different theories of what was going to happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, the main one being a lot of fans were expecting we were automatically going to get kind of like the end version of Electro at the at the get go, mm-hmm. and this was going to tie in like variants. 
So we were just basically going to get a variant of Electro. Gotcha. But I like what they did where, like, we basically got Amazing Spider-Man version. Except he was, like, buff and handsome. Yeah. And they yeah. never, never explained it other than, like, a throwaway well, other joke. Than, well, other than, like, the jokes at the end of, yeah. like, wait, didn't you have, like, glasses and comb over? Yeah. <laughs> so it's, like, it's basically, like, this, he just looks different in this world mm-hmm. versus if he probably, I get, I'm assuming if you go, if they all transferred over to Amazing Spider-Man world, he'd change <laughs> appearance. Mm-hmm. Um, there are two like explanations. One is that some of that stuff had changed by the end of Amazing Spider-Man. Like his teeth were fixed whenever he yeah. became Electro and all that sort of mm-hmm. stuff. And also whenever he first comes, he absorbs like a ridiculous amount of energy. Mm-hmm. And so as we've spoken about before on this podcast, if we had the powers to make ourselves hotter, we totally would for no reason. <laughs> Well, so it might have been what he did. Maybe, but yeah. in that movie, because we did just watch those movies, he doesn't know that Peter Parker is Spider-Man. No. Right. So it's... I mean, it's not possible because they do have like multiple moments where they talk to each other. But like maybe this is Electro from... Like maybe he learned Peter Parker was mm-hmm. Spider-Man when he got sucked into the data stream or whatever. Yeah. Maybe that's Whoa. what happened. Except this is the first time he sees him unmasked in this movie. Mm-hmm. So he didn't know. Yeah, so so it's weird that he came through. Because the whole point was that only people that know Peter Parker as Spider-Man should show up. So it's like, why does Electro show up? He doesn't know Peter Parker's Spider-Man. Yeah. yeah I don't know. So this, this kind of leads into, which we're still not quite there yet, so I don't want to get into <laughs> it, but it kind of leads into a little bit of my theory with Doctor Strange. But I thought that this was an exciting fight. It was another moment where I was like, validation, because we kind of <laughs> talked about that, yeah. thinking that Sandman was going to be more of a good guy than than a villain. Um, mm-hmm. So it's interesting that, in, you know, that's kind of how he leaves off with Tobey Maguire Spider-Man, is that mm-hmm. he's like, on friendly terms, air quotes. I'm not a bad person. I've just had bad luck. <laughs> yeah. So I was I was just surprised that they kept him in like like sand mode for most of the movie when he wasn't yeah. really like that in in Spider-Man Three. Like he could put he could make himself look like mm-hmm. a person, and I'm guessing mm-hmm. that it's just because uh, they couldn't get Thomas Hayden Church for very long. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so most of it was stuff he recorded, uh, mm-hmm. just voice, and then they went in, they did all the rest just like digitally. I could yeah. see that. I could also see it being something like maybe his mutation has gone like out of control and he, he doesn't have like as much mm-hmm. control over it as he used to. And maybe that's what we're supposed to think is like, again, these are, these are like older versions of themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, because later in the movie, they kind of get into, like, and not much later, like, literally right after the scene, they get into, oh, I was about to die, and then I showed up here. Mm-hmm. But then it's like, well, Lizard didn't die, and he showed up here. Sandman mm-hmm. didn't die, and he showed up here. So, Goblin never talks about almost dying and showing up here. 
Yeah. So, like, I don't... It's weird that they kind of make that as, like, this is... They're all here because they were about to die. But then it's like, yeah, but uh, that doesn't make sense because some of them weren't about to die and they showed up here, so... I guess I kind of thought that Sandman, like, let himself die at the end of uh, Spider-Man 3. Because he just, like, he kind of disintegrates and disappears, mm-hmm. which we know that he's he's sand. He doesn't mm-hmm. <laughs> he doesn't have to stay all together, but I just kind of right. thought he was uh, kind of taking himself out of the narrative in the immortal words of both Hamilton and Taylor Swift. <laughs> well, maybe yeah. that's why he's in, like, sandy form the whole movie, because... Probably. He disintegrated himself and lived for so long as just a pile just of sand saying. that it was harder for him to reform completely. I don't know. Well, they get to go to Happy's... Uh, well, before that, let's get into Goblin. So oh, yeah, yeah, We talked yeah. about yep. Goblin yep, yep, yep. much. Um, so good. <laughs> definitely one of the standout performances. Mm. William Defoe crushed it. Like, insane. Like, so good. Mm-hmm. I want to note that he he smashed the helmet. We do mm-hmm. get kind of like a weaker version of Osborne mm-hmm. when he's not Goblin than we got in the movie. Like in the movie, he was always like a little bit scared of Goblin, but he was also still relatively confident. Mm-hmm. And in this, it was more like he was terrified of Goblin mm-hmm. and he was weak, basically when he wasn't being controlled by Goblin. So I thought that was interesting. But then when he kind of turns and shatters the mask and walks away, the mask is still there. Mm -hmm. So I wonder if we'll see that again, whether it's just like the eye part. Yeah. Um, And this kind of, this kind of goes into another, another, I have two big theories this kind of goes into the other one that we'll talk about pretty soon because it, it, it comes up then. But All right. I think that we'll see that broken piece of a mask again in some form. I could see that. Yeah. It was just so weird to see him, like, our first interaction with them. It's like he's with Aunt May. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And like, he's in so like crazy. his he's in goblin colors. He's got like a purple yeah, hoodie like with a he, green which jacket. Which becomes on it. so relevant. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Very close to being comic comic accurate there, yeah. Yeah, especially later. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. Which is so weird because you can basically see his suit under his hoodie. Like his hoodie's like <laughs> right. always kind of down enough where it's like Wait, what do you right. got on under there, man? Why wouldn't like, you just take that off? <laughs> yeah. Why are you wearing a hoodie? You're Norman Osborne. <laughs> It's not cold. Uh, well, yeah, then basically, you know. What? No, now that we're talking, I'm just like thinking like in this universe, we haven't really. Is there an Oscorp? No. He said no. Like, he said no, but it's like, but is there Norman? Like, is it just not created yet? He's there, but he's stupid. I don't know. <laughs> it's possible. I mean, at this point, anything is possible. Yeah. But any could. Yeah. For for oh. right now, no. And and that's something that that comes up later uh, with the Avengers. That's kind mm-hmm. of like a oh, okay. So like, not everything has to exist in every universe. Yeah. No. Um. 
but kind of moving moving forward they they all go to happy's well aunt may explains to peter like you can't just send them all back like this guy needs mm-hmm. help he's mm-hmm. not just a villain he's an innocent person that that has is having some issues that you could help him with so peter takes them all back to uh his to happy's apartment um after a wild fight with Doctor Strange um, that includes geometry jokes and a train that flies, I don't know. Space train. Yeah, the mirror realm. Very reminiscent of uh, the Doctor Strange movie when they fight and like all the buildings are folding in on each other and stuff. Um Basically, in the in the end of that, Strange is stuck in the mirror realm. Um, oh, and I guess see, there's so many like little things that I <laughs> am forgetting. But at one point, Strange knocks Peter's conscience out of his body, mm-hmm. but his body is still Spider Man, so he still has a spider sense. So as Strange <laughs> is trying to grab the box, he's just like moving his arm, like without being in his body. I thought that was like a funny detail. Uh, and even Doctor Strange doesn't understand how he's able to do it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but that was fun. Anyway, that was yeah. That that fight basically culminates in Peter locking Strange in the Mirror Realm, and letting everyone go from their cages and bringing them back to Happy's apartment, where he can try to fix them with a Stark fabricator. Um, this is another one of those times where like. Peter Parker is smart, right? We all know Peter Parker is smart. But then he gets in this room and he starts designing all this stuff to fix everyone. And it's like, Peter Parker is a genius. Like he's like <laughs> Bruce Banner, Tony Stark level smart. Mm-hmm. Like it, it's wild how all of a sudden he is far more advanced. Mm-hmm. And like maybe it's Stark tech stuff. Like maybe it's just like, you say this is my problem and it decides how to fix it. I don't know. They don't really explain that. Yeah. But Yeah, that's kind of what it looked like to me. Not that Peter's not smart, because yeah, he totally is. Right. Yeah. But the machine looks like it's doing the heavy lifting. Yeah. Where it's just kind of like breaking down all the components of everything that's there and he's able to look and understand what's actually going on with all these villains mm-hmm. and then turn around and make yeah. antidotes and everything. Similar to like uh Amazing Spider-Man in a sense, where it's like with this tech, it's like, it's really just understanding the math of everything. Mm -hmm. Like if you can understand that, then these machines can basically simulate the scenario. They're running your algorithm against it. Mm -hmm. And if it checks off, then it's like, it's good enough to run a a human trial. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Hope for the best. Yeah. And they do just immediately. He's like, yeah. Oh yeah. All right. Let's just plug this into Octavius's neck. I know, like, going going back, it's like, could he, uh, like, did that make the most sense at the time? Or it's like, could could he have gone in a different order and try, and, like, would there have been a different outcome? Yeah. I mean, I definitely oh. think that that was something that, like, clearly as a viewer, we were like, well, mm-hmm. you should have dealt with Electro first. Because everyone else seemed on board, and he didn't. So, yeah, you should have dealt with him first to get that knocked out. Then you could have dealt with 
everyone out. I mean, uh, like Otto's thing was literally seemed to be the easiest. Right. So, yeah, it's like, oh, it's a, just a chip. I understand. Right. That. Let me, <laughs> 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 it's like five minutes of my time. Right. <laughs> I do love this scene, though, because it's like a it's like a all villains bro time sesh. And yeah. <laughs> they're all just kind of sharing like, what happened to them. Mm-hmm. Like Electro falling into the thing of eels. <laughs> but it's like, well, that'll do it. Yeah, there are a few moments in this movie that are like that, where it's just like everyone just kind of sitting around chit-chatting with each other. Oh, yeah. It's, it's one of many amazing bro sessions <laughs> in the film. Apparently there's a, uh, there's a comic issue where May and Otto like date because they had a little moment in the apartment. Hmm. But interesting. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Well, oh yeah, with the water. That's right. Forgot about that. Yeah. Uh. Well, basically, I mean, this goes about as good as you would expect it to go, right? He he's able to fix Otto, and then Psych Green Goblin didn't go anywhere. He's still there. And he doesn't want to be fixed. And he convinces... He really only convinces Electro. And mm-hmm. Sandman just kind of goes with it. Yeah. Like, Sandman has no reason to turn against Spider-Man. But he does yeah. just because. Just because. Yeah. So... Yeah, that was a little like... And I, I feel maybe that goes with what you were saying earlier. Uh, is like time constraints. Like... Mm-hmm. If he had no time, like, what are you going to do with his character? Yeah, so they just kind of threw him, made him into a sand cloud, and they were like, yeah, or whatever, <laughs> he's gone. Let's, but, all right, the moment before all that was probably my favorite moment of the movie. When, I don't know, like, I think they just did a fantastic job with the spider sense there. Mm-hmm. Mm. Where it's like, everything's all A-OK, and then all of a sudden it's just like, no, mm-hmm. something's wrong. And for me, that whole moment just built up tension in a way. I was like, all right, this is kind of cool. Like, where is yeah. this? Like, and, it, and it shows, like, the strength of Peter's spider sense. Yeah. Like, it's not just dodging things. It's, like, yeah. a literal sense of trouble or, like, some unease. So I, I thought that that was cool, too. And it was really well done that it was mm-hmm. kind of like this fuzzy mm-hmm. sound. But... There's another fight that breaks out. Another person that just kind of like runs away is Lizard, which is just like, again, it's like he has nothing to add to the the situation other than they're just like, uh, he's bad. We got to get him out. <laughs> so he claws his way out of the truck and runs away. J. Jonah Jameson is there for some reason. Uh... <laughs> With a bunch of police I and SWAT officers, freaking loved everything they did with his character. Mm-hmm. It felt very much like the show, like the animated series. Mm-hmm. Like they took his, you know, because all we really know him from is like he just kind of like runs the the newspaper and it's like the editor and he just sits in the office. But here he's like the hands-on version, right? Well, oh, he's like a yeah. conspiracy theorist. Yeah. yeah he's oh, he's yeah. Alex Jones in this. He's trying yeah. to sell pills and stuff. <laughs> and it's so good. I forgot about that. Oh, that's <laughs> he stopped. His, he has his daily pills. bugle. He's trying to sell multivitamins. 
Yeah. And uh, if I'm not mistaken, uh, later on, when we see Ned's uh, Lola, she has a bottle of it on her counter. <laughs> I that's think. Funny. I'm pretty sure that, that's, that's really funny. funny. That, I could see that. Well, basically, all of the villains escape, uh, except for one who sticks around just to fight Peter, which is Green Goblin. Uh, this is when we get the Hobgoblin outfit look uh, after they like plow each other through the walls and through the floors and through the ceilings. This is one of those moments where I had to like remember Green Goblin's whole thing because I was like, why is he so strong? And like, why is he not getting hurt at all? And I was like, oh, that was kind of like his thing. Like he took that gas or whatever that made him like stronger and more resilient, mm -hmm. but also crazy. So, okay. But then he got his goggles and I was like, where do you get those goggles from? Mm -hmm. And his hoverboard, like, I mean, I guess it was just in that alley and it flew to him. <laughs> I don't know. He's just, somebody just, got his hoverboard back. <laughs> just hanging around. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, the the fight was like pretty crazy and, and intense. It wasn't like a comedy Marvel fight. There were no like haha funny moments. It was very, very real and violent. Um, but basically it leads to this huge moment where, again, if you haven't seen it, these are major spoilers, so... We always spoil everything, though. True. Uh, <laughs> uh, Aunt May and Peter are in the lobby, uh, and Goblin calls his little glider, and it slams into Aunt May's back, which, like, immediately, right? You were like, oh, she's dead. But then she's not dead, and then there's, like, a terribly sad scene where she basically dies in Peter's arms and then the SWAT come in and shoot him just they just shoot Spider-Man mm -hmm. uh, for again for no real reason there's no reason other than I think that maybe that was supposed to be a bigger thing and maybe he got cut out of the movie but like he gets shot and we never he never is like my shoulder hurts there's never like a wound there's he just gets shot i thought that was weird that they like made a point to shoot him and show us that they shot him but then it never really came up in the movie yeah um even with like amazing spider-man there's a moment where he gets shot in the leg mm -hmm. but they refer like he struggles to climb up the walls and do some things for a while. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, he got shot. <laughs> this yeah. was just like, he got shot and yeah, it seems like they forgot that he got shot for the rest of the movie. So within Holland's kind of world was Ben, uncle Ben ever referenced or was there no uncle Ben for him? I don't think there was. Never mm -mm. Yeah. I think this was just like, I think this is supposed to be like his, like single Aunt May. Yeah. Mm -hmm. This is like his Uncle right. Ben, where yeah, she dies. Aunt May doesn't want to be tied down. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and she says the famous, "With great power mm -hmm. comes great responsibility." Uh, line, 
so that I think that this was supposed to be like this universe's Peter yeah. Parker's Uncle Ben moment. This was heavy moment for sure. This is one of those things was not expecting this to happen. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, for sure. Um. It was. I think like the moment that he pulled the blood up, like the blood mm-hmm. on his glove or whatever. I was like, oh wow, they they're really gonna kill her. Okay, I thought that maybe <laughs> like they just broke her back or something, and she was gonna be in the hospital, but she'd be fine. But it was like, no, yeah, they just killed her. And uh, this moment kind of leads to something later in the film, which I thought was done really well. But we'll mm-hmm. get there. Um, kind of coming off of this he's a little bit unhinged um i mean his aunt died he was just trying to do the right thing and it blew up in his face uh but from this we get one of the more fun scenes uh with ned and mj where ned is realizing that and it it was mentioned earlier in the film that he had magic in his family he got the sling ring when they left Doctor Strange in the uh, multi yeah. or the mirror verse. Haven't even mentioned like what they were put in charge of. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> they got the box with a button that will like re- send them back, mm-hmm. and then uh, they get uh yeah the rings, which I can't remember if they have a, an official name. Yeah, the, the, the sling ring. The sling ring. Yeah, yeah, that's what they they call it, but. <laughs> Yeah, so Ned realizes he can use the sling ring and is like kind of trying to learn how to use it so that they can see Peter. Uh, and a portal opens and you see a Spider-Man and like immediately. Oh, yeah. You're like, oh, that's that's not Tom Holland. Mm-hmm. Way too tall. Yeah, taller, <laughs> the eyes are bigger. Like that's yep. somebody else. So he comes through. They have like a chit-chat moment. And then he pulls his hood off, and you're like, oh my gosh, it's Andrew Garfield, the amazing Spider-Man. There's, like, a whole bunch of funny stuff that happens in this scene that, like, I don't want to ruin that for people. So we won't won't talk about all the jokes that happen, but, like, it's a really funny scene. Um, So then, having failed once, he tries again to see Peter. And a different portal opens up, and Tobey Maguire walks through. And you're like, wow. They just, like, there was no... They did it. <laughs> yeah, there was no fanfare or build-up at all. They were just like, you guys wanted other Spider-Men? Here you go. Boom. <laughs> I thought it was interesting that they stopped at two. He didn't try again to see Peter. They just kind of got to a point where Toby was like, where's somewhere that he would be? And they're like, oh, I know. And it's like, oh, I I want to know what would have happened. Would we have gotten another Spider-Man? Or would it just have gone to, to yeah. like, uh, excuse me, Tom? Mm-hmm. I will say there was an interesting moment in here where when Toby and Andrew see each other for the first time, they immediately shoot webs at each other, which <laughs> I thought was interesting. I was like, why are they immediately fighting, essentially? I didn't think that they were fighting. I think that they were both kind of like, that's another Spider-Man. And they were like Spider-Manning at each other. Oh. 
Okay. Yeah. Oh, this. I wonder if they even thought about this. Sorry, had to go back because I had to double check this. <laughs> I wonder if they approached Nicholas Hammond from the. Um, uh, I saw on IMDb. They did. They did. <laughs> and he couldn't do it. <laughs> Why was it like schedule conflict or? That's uh, if I remember correctly, it was something like that that he wasn't able to, and it was they wanted him for like a quick cameo or something, yeah. and he wasn't available. Oh. Yeah, that would have been really cool. That would have been, lack of a better word, amazing. <laughs> <laughs> well, we we finally have them. They go, they get our Peter Parker, Tom Holland, Peter Parker. Um, and basically just have like a moment where they all kind of connect with each other. And they're like, yeah, you're doing the right thing. Like, we can help you. And so they go to the school to create all the cures for all these villains that are now out and about. This scene had so many things in it, including the one thing that we said would be in this movie. And I think, Luke, you didn't want it to be in the movie. And I remember seeing it and being like, I wonder what Luke thought about this. Um, we get the Spider-Man pointing at Spider-Man pointing at Spider-Man oh, yeah, yeah. joke here. <laughs> yeah, we basically, yeah. I liked it. I was yeah. like, oh, what a cool way for them to throw yeah. that in here without it being so literal. Right, uh, yeah. I thought that was smart. I appreciated them <laughs> doing that. That was that was really great. I thought that was fun. Uh, we also get a, a nod that is the first of my two big theories. Um, basically... Toby is explaining to Ned how he had a best friend who died in his arms after he tried to kill him. And Ned was like, oh my gosh, I don't ever want to be that. Well, in the comics, we know that Ned is Hobgoblin, right? Well, we basically get that verified because because that, that was the other big thing is we actually got full names mm-hmm. for both Ned and MJ. Mm-hmm. Um, so we did get verified that Ned is Ned Leeds, which in the comics, Ned Leeds becomes Hobgoblin. Right. So this is the first of my theories here. Um, based on something at the end of the movie. But I think that Ned is going to find the goblin mask that is shattered in the alley. And... He is going to get jealous of Peter, which we can talk about this more once we get to the very end because mm-hmm. something happens. I see, where, but I see where you're going. I see where you're going. He's going to get jealous at Peter, and he is going to become Hobgoblin, and it's going to be like a full circle. And this was like us just seeing the very beginning. Mm-hmm. Now, there are three unnamed Spider-Man movies out there coming mm-hmm. to us from Sony that we don't know. So literally anything could happen. They could scrap all this and do whatever they want. Yeah. But I think that that's where Marvel would take it if they they could. Um, There's a lot of exposition in this scene that's just kind of like explaining each of the different Spider-Man universes, um, including another point of like, yeah, I called it, uh, where Andrew is talking about how he's basically like grizzled. He's not old. Neither one of them are Mm -hmm. old, but he's Mm -hmm. like the grizzled hardened Spider-Man. 
after the death of uh, Gwen, he mm-hmm. stopped pulling his punches. So we can only assume that he has killed some people. And he's like hard, angry Spider-Man. Whereas Toby is like happy-go-lucky. Uh, my fiance was even saying that like maybe he's done being Spider-Man. Like he's just, he kind of like did his Spider-Man thing. And now he's at a point in his life where he's just kind of chilling. Like he still wears his suit, but like he's not actively he's... flying around saving everybody. It's more like he's come to Semi-tired. appreciate. Yeah. He's come to appreciate <laughs> yeah. things. He's like a wise Spider-Man. It makes me wonder if like Miles is in McGuire's world. Like maybe he gets to the point where he's like, someone went through a similar thing and he's like, Oh, I can just train you and mentor mm. you. Yeah. Yeah. Which like that could totally, that could totally be, but, but I don't know, like that doesn't really make sense because there's a moment they have together at the end where it's like, okay, look guys, I've kind of got experience. We're going to team. We're called the Avengers. They're like, you're in a band. What? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I but mean, they're the- like, there's, they, I, they may have said they are always solo. So that would kind of, which like, yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think that that we won't probably see them again. Uh this was like a one-time thing. So maybe it'll be up to our imagination as Let's to what happened. Well, I've yeah. got it. Oh man, I got an idea. If they did this, I'd be so happy. We'll, at the very end we'll talk, yeah. Uh well, basically they they kind of move they build all of these devices and then they sort of come up with a plan. Um, we don't really get to see the plan being devised. <laughs> it's just sort of like all of a sudden we're here and the plan is being put into action. Um, this is where things get a little bit more messy. Uh, so they in basically... In terms of like messy as in like you're not digging the movie at this point no messy messy is in like things aren't quite making as much sense um so basically there's like a huge fight at the statue the new statue of liberty and there's classic like i mean there's a whole scene leading up to it that again like i don't want to spoil like the comedy but there's a whole scene leading up to it where they're just sitting around talking with each other about being <laughs> Spider-Man and like the Toby Maguire with his bio web fluid is brought up as opposed to everyone else who makes their web fluid. Like that's a whole thing. There's just with that's circulating the internet so much right now. It's like hard to get away from it. Yeah. That's become like its own thing. It's funny. Like I get it. It's like mm-hmm. a, kind of a nod to the fact that everyone else has to make their web fluid but Sam Raimi didn't want to deal with that so he just made him <laughs> yeah shoot web fluid but I don't know I thought I thought it was funny but it did yeah. seem like this is one of those moments where this is one of those things that I like to call like a family guy moment where it's like they take a joke <laughs> and they drag it out to the point where it's really funny and then they drag it out a little bit further and you're like okay I get it Okay, so like this was, I think, one of the only moments in the movie that I was just like, 
this is taking forever. Like, <laughs> we are just sitting here chit-chatting about nothing for so long. And it was all funny, but mm-hmm. it was like, all right, let's progress the story a little bit here. Like, <laughs> let's get the, the bad guys in here. So, I don't know. I would have watched a three-hour movie that was right? just the three of them hanging out. Because, yeah. Even when all of that was over, I glanced at my watch and I was like, I always still have this much time left. I want, okay. Because, yeah, I mean, it does, but it's like at the same time, it's, it's a long movie. Yeah, definitely. But I think yeah. I think but, something like that would have done really well in like a series where the three of them had yeah. to like learn to work together throughout a series. I right. think that would be like a funny dynamic. But to try to like shove that into a movie is like, yeah, yes, it is a long movie, but also they didn't have quite enough time to do that justice so it was sort of like a shoehorned at the end they were like they tried to be spider-man each solo they bump into each other they web shoot each other on accident and then they're like we got to work as a team i was on the avengers and they're like who the avengers and he's like it's a team don't worry about it and then all of a sudden they have perfect teamwork and it was like okay all right, but I'll buy it. Like, you don't have enough time to train as a team. I get it. Um, I was also like my most favorite moment of the whole film whenever uh, Andrew Garfield Spider Man goes, "You guys, I love you so much. I've always wanted this." <laughs> yeah, he's, I think it's amazing how easily he and Toby stepped back into their roles. They both still played their roles the same way that they did in those movies, which I thought was really, really mm-hmm. fun. I'm um, amazed at how well they all came together mm-hmm. because, like, again, I would think that it would be difficult for you to kind of, like, playing an iconic character like that, to step mm-hmm. away from that and realize that these other two are doing it as well. Mm-hmm. And you've not only got to bring your own interpretation, you've got to know whenever you to stand back mm-hmm. and be able to do, like, give and take with these guys. Right. But they, they yeah. nailed it. It was so oh, good. Yeah. But I talking about like the muddle muddledness of this is like the the fight is going on eventually lizard sees that ned and mj haven't been able to close their portal yet so he kind of runs in to attack them they run out ned is trying to make another portal so that they can escape and he opens a portal to somewhere and (laughs) dr strange comes out of the portal Mm-hmm. This is my other big moment. <laughs> I do not think that that is Doctor Strange. I think mm. if it were Doctor Strange, he would have grabbed that box and hit that button so fast. Mm. <laughs> but yeah. instead, he allows Peter to, for lack of a better word, save all of these villains and give them their cures. Now... What's rule number one in time travel? Is you can't change stuff. Yeah. We saw it in every time travel movie ever, but also in Loki. It's a huge deal. You can't go back and change something because that's going to make a new timeline. So Doctor Strange coming here to stop the multiverse from happening then agrees to let Spider-Man cure all these people, which is just going to make a whole string of different timelines now. I don't... That's not Doctor Strange. There's no way. 
There's no way he would agree to that. But then why was he sad at the end? Because if it's Mephisto, why would he be sad? I think he's sad because he's playing into the role of Doctor Strange. But, like, I just don't think that he... Doctor Strange being so meticulous about, like, you can't mess with things like that. Like, even, even returning the stones. He was like, you have to return the stones to the exact moment you took the stones... Mm-hmm. So that it doesn't mess up the timeline. There's no way he would allow someone to knowingly alter timelines in other universes. I just don't buy it. So I think that's Mephisto. And I think that he is allowing Peter to create these other timeline timelines, basically, to spur the multiverse yeah. into existence. That is one of his powers. He can alter time. He can. Yeah, yeah. without the time stone. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah, he's a bad dude. Yeah. So I, I could. Yeah. I still yeah. think that it's. I think it's Doctor Strange, but I do think we'll get Mephisto and Multiverse of Madness. Oh yeah, yeah. Because even. Man, I want Mephisto so bad. I just want to dive into his character. <laughs> I just want to know like what his motives are, right? Because it's mm-hmm. like, if it was Mephisto, what does he want? What mm-hmm. at the end of the day, what's his goal? Like, he could let all these other villains come through, and he'd be like, "Okay, this is fun. I'm just gonna sit back and watch." Yeah, he can. He can be a chaos goblin like Loki's supposed to be, and just <laughs> yeah. want to wreck everything. Yeah. Well, that's that's my second big thing i think that that Mm. i think that that's mephisto and that's going to lead to there being these other universes and maybe right now dr strange is still stuck in the mirror universe Mm -hmm. and he's gonna have to break out of there and we do well we'll get there so (laughs) (laughs) strange comes back he basically lets spider-man cure everybody and then he casts the spell that everyone is going to forget Spider-Man. Everyone, period. Which is interesting mm-hmm. that Peter doesn't forget that he's Spider-Man, but that's another one of those things you just kind of have to overlook. Because that's what I thought was going to happen, was that everyone was going to forget that Peter is Spider-Man, which includes Peter, so then he would come back and have to like kind of relearn how to be Spider-Man. Um, that's interesting. I wonder if that was the original... I think it'd be, I mean, be fun, but so they cast the spell. I mean, we can kind of talk about like Toby stops him from killing uh, Green Goblin. That's a like a very powerful scene mm-hmm. where it's like he wants to get revenge for Aunt May so bad, but Toby, wise Spider-Man is like, don't do it. It's not worth it. It's not going to fix anything. Green Goblin stabs Toby and you're like, oh my God. But then that kind of turns into nothing. He's just like, yeah, I've been stabbed before. <laughs> like everyone's like, oh, okay. Ha ha ha. Funny. Um, and we keep, keep got to go back. Like basically Spider-Man's like Logan, like yeah. self heal. Like it's yeah. like how long? Yeah. Just web it up. It'll be fine. Yeah. Uh, 
So I was like, wait, doesn't he have some of the nano suit back or something? Like he could have just used the spray thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Where's that? Why don't I like why don't they have yeah. just have that on them all the time since it's invented? Um So Strange casts the spell. We do get to see some more shapes in the sky. Mm-hmm. Um there's a scorpion esque shape. There's a rhino, like a comic book rhino esque shape. Um we also see a Craven the Hunter with like a bird next to him. That's Yeah. I thought I'd and there were more, but like those are the only mm-hmm. ones that I really caught that kind of stood out. Um But Strange casts a spell. Strange, air quotes. Uh cast a spell, it seals the sky up. Everybody forgets Peter Parker. Now he has a moment with Ned and MJ. MJ still has on her necklace. I think that's going to play a big part because when Peter goes to see MJ at the coffee shop after she's forgotten who he is, she still has the necklace on. So Mm. I feel like that's going to come back at some point, like whether or not he has other pieces of that broken necklace or something. I don't know. But he goes to see her. After seeing the Band-Aid on her head, he realizes like, he can't tell her who he is and their relationship because she wouldn't be safe. So we get back to this like self-sacrificing Peter Parker. It's better if nobody knows who I am because then no one can get hurt. So we get like classic Mm Spider-Man. This is one of the kind of leads into my earlier prediction, but uh, my fiance is actually the one that pointed it out. And said, when Ned walked in, she was like, oh, I bet he's going to kiss MJ. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be like, oh, Ned and MJ are together. That doesn't happen. But playing off of that and playing off of my earlier thought that, like, we had this whole scene about Ned not turning and mm-hmm. trying to kill Peter. I was like, oh, my gosh. Ned and MJ, or Ned totally has a thing for MJ, whether or not mm-hmm. she reciprocates or not. He is in love with MJ. And so I think... At some point, Peter is going to introduce himself to MJ. They are going to either as Peter Parker have a relationship or maybe it'll be more of like the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man and MJ Mm -hmm. relationship where like she doesn't know who he is. She's just like, oh, I'm in love with Spider-Man. And that's going to set Ned off to go down the dark path to become Hobgoblin and want to kill Spider-Man. So, oh, yeah, I can see that. Um, does, does all the, I'm not very familiar with Hobgoblin from, from the comics. Uh, does all this stuff with, uh, Dr. Strange's cloak and all that have anything to do with Hobgoblin? Mm, no. Like, is that even like a magical kind of a character? I don't think that he has. <clears throat> not really. Be- well, he can throw like fireballs and stuff. Some, yeah. But also like Ned doesn't last there's like two hobgoblins and ned's just kind of like the second one and doesn't last very long mm-hmm. hmm. i i was just thinking uh, if he's not gonna be hobgoblin is there some kind of like low level magical entity well, that he's stepping into the role of so this is something we didn't even talk about who are the two new assistants yeah i oh. I originally thought that they were somebody, but I recently saw that the girl is actually like she was a production assistant or she worked in production on mm-hmm. the past like five or six Marvel movies. 
So mm-hmm. I almost feel like it was more just like a fun cameo for them to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, where's our Wong movie? Maybe that'll come up in yeah. the Wong movie. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, they could go that route with Ned if uh, if he's going to basically become like an apprentice to Stranger. Mm-hmm. Or even Wong. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Um, There's your Wong movie. He's training uh, Ned. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, man. It's... This is this is one of those cases where it's like heavy fan service. Like mm-hmm. people are probably like fans are going to expect Ned's going to become Hobgoblin, and mm-hmm. it becomes just Sony going to give us that, or they're going to be like, oh, we got other plans. Like mm-hmm. just trust us. And it's also it's it is fun to see the little details too. Uh, we see that Peter has a GED book, and yeah. it's like oh, at first so you're like, sad. why does he have a GED book? But then you're like, oh well, he's been erased from existence yeah. essentially so like yeah yeah he doesn't have a past high school anything so he has to take this ged test so i was like oh that's that's cool that's interesting yeah. too and i oh now that we talk about that because i was thinking like you know we're now at this stage where he's kind of like out on his own he's getting his own place mm-hmm. classic rents due on the first mm-hmm uh, but then I was like, wait, wouldn't he have gotten like probably gotten some money or or inheritance or something? Yeah, from Aunt May. You know, but from Aunt if May. If May had but, a will. Or if, yeah, but um, I guess since he got erased, then no, because there's well, no. I mean, yeah. Yeah, I guess so. Oh, it is. It, <clears throat> excuse me. I do like where this is going. You know, the more we talk about, it, the more because I've been reflecting on like the last moments because. He basically gave up everything. No more Stark tech. Mm-hmm. It's just basically just him and his his knowledge and trying to survive mm-hmm. because, you know, he's taken this, you know, what he's been through and creates like the classic suit. Mm-hmm. With a sewing machine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well. And then Hawkeye shows. No. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> shot with an arrow. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> That would have been... Well, we do get another thing that we definitely called, um, which is our first end credit scene, our mid-roll scene, I guess. Uh, we get Venom, Tom Hardy, hanging out at a bar. In Mexico. In Mexico, <laughs> yeah. Um, basically, like, talking about having wanting to go... He, sh- he needs to go talk to Peter. Um, and then... He gets sent back to his universe, <laughs> which is another interesting thing where it's like, how did Tom Hardy mm-hmm. know Peter Parker was Spider-Man when Spider-Man's not even in the Venom universe? So like, it doesn't make sense that he got dragged in, but that's a whole other thing. Um, yeah. And but I saw the theory that the, that the symbiote knows and he doesn't. Oh, mm. well, mm. okay. I'll, I'll let it slide. Um, <laughs> but we get what we called from the beginning, which is Tom Hardy literally only showed up in this movie so that when he gets sent back, a little bit of venom is left behind yeah. and starts to crawl away. So it's like, okay, <laughs> so now venom exists in the Spider-Man universe. I wonder how that's going to play so... with all of the other symbiotes. Unless yeah. they're going to stick more with the comic line where like the other ones are born from venom. Right. So, I guess we'll find out eventually, but 
Yeah. My question is, are they setting up Cristo Fernandez to be Venom? Because he's the one playing the bartender. And if you ever watch Ted Lasso, he plays Danny Rojas. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yep. Yep. Maybe. <laughs> oh, the... I mean, it, I, I assume... hope not because Danny Rojas is precious and I don't want <laughs> Yeah. I assume we're going to get like Venom. Sony Venom, which is like he he has to to live within a body that can right. be a host. So he'll probably jump around for a little while, I assume. Yeah. I don't know. I, I figured we'll get like a three minute little thing of Venom mm-hmm. bouncing around just to get to New York City. <laughs> yeah. Um, to figure out. And that's, I guess, the, is it the goal? See, I'm curious. This was the frustrating point for me because, like, I was like, man, Holland and Hardy together would be incredible. And it's like, we're getting this. And it's like, no, we're not. Mm-hmm. We're not really getting this. But. If Venom is aware of like all this stuff going on and kind of gets it in some way, mm-hmm. could Venom try to get to Peter to say like, "Hey, take me to Strange, let's do this again," and so I can like, will Venom survive? Does all of Venom need to be together, right? Or can they live? Can't survive like you know separately? I think that's what gonna, I'm curious on. I think they're gonna make it so they survive separately, and this is gonna be like the MCU's chance to grab Venom. To use Venom and stuff. I don't know that we're ever going to get Tom Hardy Venom in an MCU movie other than what we just got. I think it'll be like a Agent Venom or something yeah. along those lines. That's what I saw today is that they are anticipating it'll be Flash mm-hmm. and he'll be Agent Venom. Hmm. But on the uh, end credits note, I kind of, I kind of want to save the... Uh, the end end credits for like another time to kind of go over that because it wasn't just an end credit scene. It was essentially a <laughs> teaser for multiverse of madness. Uh, and there's a whole lot to unpack there. So I think we'll, <laughs> I don't remember most. Of uh, yeah, I think we'll, we'll hang on to that <laughs> yeah. and we'll, we'll talk about that next time, but that's what we get for the, uh, the final end credit scene is a teaser trailer for a pretty long one too. It was like, Almost two minutes, maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of a sloppy. Yeah, it felt one. close to a theatrical trailer. <laughs> yeah, it did. I, I didn't. I don't know. I wasn't thrilled with it. I was slightly disappointed. Yeah, I, I wasn't getting the vibe they were going with it. I, I definitely want to see it again because mm-hmm. there's a lot that goes on. But just the editing and how they did did it. Mm-hmm. It was very uh, fast. Be, yeah, it was very very fast. We'll we'll break it down for like a little bonus yeah. mini episode. Uh, the only thing I want to say is. Kamala Khan, hundred percent of that movie for most of that movie. I'm so yeah. excited. I wonder yeah. how that's going to tie in with this the series. What comes first? I guess we'll find out. Yeah. But uh, yeah. So that was Spider-Man: No Way Home. I think uh, if we want to do our ratings, um, I'm going to give it. I'm going to give it nine thwips out of ten. I think, it, I think it was a solid movie if you go into it as a Marvel fan looking for yeah. future Marvel stuff to come out of this. I think if you're not a Marvel fan, then, I don't know, maybe like a 6 out of 10. I think it's like a fun movie, but you'll probably not <laughs> yeah. be super my brother, into all uh, the stuff. But My brother didn't care for it. <laughs> yeah, so I, I, yeah, I feel like if you're not yeah. a Marvel fan, maybe it's a little better than the average movie, but I think yeah. if you are a Marvel fan, it's a must-see. Mm-hmm. I gave it five out of five avocados. <laughs> like, 
And the rock kind of rocked her. You can actually eat them. <laughs> my, my long criticism of the movie is that I really, really wanted like a mid-credit scene or something that showed the other two Spider-Man arriving back in their universes. Like mm-hmm. I wanted to see Tobey Maguire Spider-Man getting back home and uh, Mary Jane being like, where have you been? You left all four of our children at soccer practice or something like that. <laughs> and then uh, what I would have loved to have seen with Andrew Garfield Spider-Man uh, would have been him getting back in his universe because we know that he and uh, the other two Spider-Men talked about their MJs. Mm-hmm. And like for The Amazing Spider-Man 2, they actually filmed scenes with their MJ, uh, mm-hmm. who is Shailene Woodley that they cast. And so I think it would have been neat for uh, him to go back into his universe and like almost immediately meet her. And also, uh, I don't know if you guys know this, but she... Like, as an actress, she knows nothing at all about the MCU. And I know this because she did a movie with Sebastian Stan and had never heard of him. <laughs> and he knew all about oh, her. He's like, I get to be in a movie with Shane Wayne Woodley. Yeah. And she's like, who are you? I think that a scene like that would just be too dangerous for them because it would try, it would set up, like, that they were going to do more stuff with the two of them, which I feel like... Yeah. Aren't they? Oh, no. No. I, I've got to share my idea. Okay. With Garfield. <laughs> but before that, uh, I'm going to go, like, 9 out of 10... Twips, however you say it as well. Um, yeah, like going back, really the two the two issues I had with this film mm-hmm. was I thought the first like well, I guess maybe like the first thirty minutes, kind of the first third of the movie, I thought it was kind of like lazily written, like the dialogue just wasn't doing it for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm sure like there's just so much that goes on to this; they have to get get to to the big stuff. Um, and that's and that's why like I still put this as I would put this as like my number two as well because I think like Into the Spider Verse is just like really well written like it's just everything about that is really great and then I did struggle with the core cast to me they look old mm. primarily uh, MJ and Ned it was really hard for me to buy that y'all are like seniors in high school they just looked a little bit too old. Mm-hmm. Um, there's gonna have but to be the, a time jump between. This yeah, movie but and but next. it's kind of like if you know if we are getting another trilogy with Holland, it makes sense because now they can kind of like they're they can age them up and mm. it, they can keep the same cast, but they can put it ahead and it, it'll still make sense. Mm-hmm. Um, that was some struggles I had, especially at the end. I don't know. They, just, <laughs> I was just like, yeah, y'all aren't eighteen. Like, no, this <laughs> this isn't working. This is weird. So those are those are like my biggest nitpicky things. Like. But it's fine. Like it's it's still such a fun movie you can look past. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is what I was thinking about so much. That could be so cool. Um, if Andrew Garfield wanted to get on board and do something really incredible, so there is a storyline in Spider Man where, if I'm think remembering correctly, Spider Man goes to Mephisto and basically makes a deal with him to bring MJ. I think MJ dies. And he makes a deal to bring MJ back. Uh-huh. So if Mephisto really did get into this world, because that was the thing I really loved about Garfield's performance in this was he was beaten down. He uh-huh. struggled a lot. There's certain things we didn't talk about, and we'll keep that away. But this is kind of like what I'd, I'd mentioned in past episodes is like, what version of him are we going to get? Uh-huh. And I, it kind of clarified that we got the version I was expecting. So this guy is still like really beaten down and struggling. What if like Mephisto could 
go into his world and he makes a deal with him to bring Gwen Stacy back. And that kind of could do like a third movie for his, you know, if they wanted to round out that trilogy in some way, I don't know, that'd be kind of cool. I think it would be cool. I think that the, the danger they face with that is like, now we've got two Spider-Man storylines going on with two different actors. And it's like, right. I mean, that's why I was nervous because I thought, honestly, like you said, Elisa, I thought that the end credits was going to be the two of them getting back to their universes and maybe seeing that their universes are all messed up now because timeline stuff has been changed. But then I was like, but if they do that, then they're going to have to make another one of these movies where we're seeing like multiple Spider-Man universes and it's just going to get so confusing that. I don't. I think that it's it's too deep, even That's for them. <laughs> I think yeah. we'll see Andrew Garfield again, but I think it'll be in a Venom movie. That could be cool. Okay. They've been pretty insistent that they want Venom to fight Spider Man, mm-hmm. and I don't think they'll do Tom Holland because that would require him being connected with the MCU. Mm-hmm. And I don't think they'll cast a new separate Spider Man. I think he'll fight Andrew Garfield. That could be. Yeah, I'd like that. That would be cool. <laughs> yeah. I'd be fine with that. Um, yeah, going going to the, some points and ideas that we've we've had here. It's like this could be where like Miles comes in. Mm-hmm. Is maybe he gets he has the knowledge to build some kind of tech that can fix all this, mm-hmm. and so like all these Spider Men are kind of dealing with all this new <laughs> stuff going on, and this is kind of what introduces Miles. Who basically becomes the Spider-Man that just bounces between the different universes and fixes everything. Right. Yeah. The ultimate spider We do kind of... We do kind of get a Miles reference. We do. Movie. Yeah. So I feel like they're setting up that yeah. uh, oh, yeah. Peter Parker is going to train Miles mm-hmm. Morales. Oh, yeah. So uh, maybe before we close off, they basically said we're getting three more. I guess Holland's on board for three more. Any theories or ideas... I don't. We're getting. I don't even want to like guess on a theory because <laughs> it's they're Sony Spider-Man movies as opposed to Marvel yeah. run Spider-Man movies. So I really hope that they like let Marvel take a lead at least. Yeah. On writing these and and doing them justice, I'm nervous that they're gonna make them too dark and mm-hmm. not Spider-Man, but. Mm. Um, time will tell. <laughs> we know one villain already that's been casted. Mm-hmm. So we do. <laughs> uh huh. Yeah, they cast Craven. Yeah, Jason Momoa. Is... Uh, Aaron Taylor Johnson is. Oh, I thought it was Jason Momoa. I'm pretty sure it's Aaron Taylor Johnson. I'll I'll um... trust you over my guess. Wait! Whoa! 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 Can they? Uh... Wait. Are these uh, next three not going to be MCU? Because they've already used Aaron Taylor Johnson. Um, because he was. Oh, it looks uh, like Craven is getting his own film. Oh. Um, well, I think the next three Spider-Man movies are loosely going to be MCU movies, mm-hmm. but they are Sony properties. They are mm-hmm. not going to be Marvel Disney properties. Because I think the lines are getting blurred again with like <laughs> Sony like let Marvel make a certain number of Spider-Man movies, but mm-hmm. then Spider-Man would go back to Sony. So 
now these next three movies are going to be Sony Spider-Man movies. Come on, kids. But figure it out. I know. I just... <laughs> yeah. Y'all are making an absurd amount of money by sharing custody of Spider-Man. I know. Just, just let it keep going. So I don't, I don't know. I, I think it really <laughs> depends as soon as they announce a little bit more about those movies and like who's writing them and, mm-hmm. you know, as we get closer to them, obviously stuff will start to leak and come out and maybe then we'll get a better oh, yeah. grasp of where, where these are going. But for now, uh, who knows? But on the note of who knows, be sure to join us for the final episode of Hawkeye, which is coming out uh, in a couple days from this recording. So so excited. Get ready for that. (laughs) Uh, If you follow us on social media, let us know what you thought about Spider-Man. Let us know how you're liking our podcast and let us know what you think about Hawkeye. If you don't follow us on social media, please go follow us on social media. Uh, And yeah, I guess you guys have any good... uh, well, we used Spider-Man one-liners recently, but you have another good Spider-Man one-liner? Got a good one. How many are there? <laughs> we got... There's three yeah, Spider-Man. Trying to, th- <laughs> trying to think of all the ones, because we did get a, quite a few in the uh, in the movie. Uh, oh, I, I got a good one. Um, I'm something of a scientist myself. Yay! Applause, <laughs> 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 <A> man. <laughs> So, go see Spider-Man. It was, like, it was like, man, like four other old people who really watched that. <laughs> oh, we got a huge crowd of people clapping and cheering for that line. I, yeah. I was like, oh yeah. I mean, well, I went it's like first like thing a in the morning, so it was like line. a bunch of like kids. Oh, that you know. I mean, people something. my age bringing their kids. <laughs> all right. Well, see you all next week. Later this week, no. Yeah, later this week. Later this week. See you all later this week. The week of Christmas. (laughs) Merry merry holidays. Happy holidays. Merry holidays. (laughs) Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc., Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen 
premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.